ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, welcome back to the ABC's of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So this is episode five, Liquid Courage. It originally aired on August 5th, 2007. So the summary, um, according to IMDb, is that Rusty must steal a piece of equipment from the university to fix Mount Vesuvius, a homemade volcano, for a traditional Capitao party. Casey questions Evan's loyalty when his father makes him take Rebecca Logan to a dinner instead of her. Um, The episode was directed by Mark Lembeck, who also directed episodes of Friends, and it was written by the show's creator, Patrick Sean Smith, and Jessica O'Toole and Amy Rarden, who both wrote on Jane the Virgin. Heavy hitters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, It's a big episode, honestly. Yeah, so let's dive into it. Um, So it opens with Casey and Evan. Um, They're clearly back on track after kind of their little snafu the past few episodes. They've, it's pretty obvious they just hooked up, so glad to see that their physical relationship is, um, you know, able to blossom again. They're not going to just be another cosmopolitan statistic. No, 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 no. <laughs> they are not in the 98% right. that could not <laughs> exactly. amend their relationship after cheating according to whatever magazine Franny was quoting. <laughs> um, and so we find out that Evan's parents are coming to town, the Chambers. Um, and they're kind of going through how Casey should interact with them. Right. And he's basically just giving a rundown. Don't mention my brother who lives in Costa Rica. And has dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> Chills. Right. Oh, yeah. Also, like, I think this is where we get the idea that the Chambers are, like, like supposed to be huge uh I don't know like like moguls yeah kind of thing. at one point Casey says like the chambers of chambers international and the chambers foundation which it's clearly supposed to really resonate right yeah I think, she compares them to the Clintons yeah I was gonna say it gives like a very Clinton Clinton-esque vibe like the power they hold um right the dynasty yes yeah, yeah. she's rightfully intimidated and Evan is saying that his mom is on the board of PBS oh yeah so she's like I better tune in for some masterpiece she says yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she, he's like don't bring up reality TV because my mom's on the board of PBS like yeah okay it's all very like offensive to Casey because he's basically saying like don't be yourself like change these things be yourself but also change these things about you that my parents won't like I also think he doesn't even realize that that's what he's doing like he doesn't have the critical thinking to realize that he's saying my parents hate these things that you might be or like yeah. I don't even think it occurs to him that it could be offensive. He's just like, oh, this is what they're like, and uh, let's avoid these topics. And he says, like, don't be a sex pot. And oh, he's he like, that? He, yeah, he doesn't he say, they, they say the word sex pot multiple times. <laughs> she goes, will that be too sex pot? And he goes, uh, yeah, something about sex pottery. Like, something about the way that she's going to be dressing. And the, also, it's what's ironic, too, is that she's saying this, like, while she's buttoning his shirt. Yeah, you know, right. it's, yeah. 
They're sitting on his beige bed. Um, I thought the the most insane part of this was when she goes, I just love that it's not a big deal to you. It's like, I this know. is his whole deal. And she goes, I think it's, it's really sexy. It's, it's literally deal. his only personality trait is being like a trust fund kid. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, not a, a fan. Also, we find out... Um, that the family has donated a building to CRU, of course. Right. So that's the level of wealth we're working with here. If this was not a good deal. To if you. this was the year like twenty eighteen, Evan Chambers would have been in the college admission scandal. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, he they would have like paid that guy the like side door <laughs> method. The side door. <laughs> like, we would be watching Evan Chambers on that Netflix documentary next yeah. to, like, Olivia Jade. Yeah, I mean, you know he only got into this school probably because of his dynasty, his name. Right. Chambers International. Oh, and important, he says, don't mention anything to do with technology because my dad just had an IT deal or something. Like, yeah, he bought it. a tech company and I guess it failed. Or it, Theranos. It, <laughs> he invested in Theranos. There it is. <laughs> Honestly, Evan Chambers' dad would invest. He would be on the yeah. board. Back at the Capitol House, Cappy's telling everybody about their homecoming party, um, Vesuvius-themed. And it's the party which all parties are judged upon that year, apparently. It's the gold standard of parties. And kind of the main attraction is this Mount Vesuvius that one of their past brothers has built egyptian joe egyptian joe the one is he the one who was there for eight years <laughs> right and he was forced to graduate yeah <laughs> finally after eight years he was forced to leave cru i would pay money to have been able to go to a capital party oh yeah i mean Based i on... would stay i would stay for eight years if i could at cru it seems really fun you know the weather's great the weather's <laughs> great in that part of ohio <laughs> um and they they slow dance to Hey There Delilah. Yeah, they the have plain white tees are just like on, on retainer. On yeah, retainer. On retainer. Um, and so then uh, some of the ZBZ sisters come in, including Jen K, and they're delivering crush baskets. I don't think it's just CBZ. It's like also like it's like all sororities because we get oh, like, yeah. we get a taste of the cod flips up. Tri pie. Tri pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're these baskets that. The girls are delivering to the guys to let them know that they're interested in them. And I think they're all anonymous. Yeah. I, I think, think so. I think some mostly. people know. I feel like it's a mixed bag because then like, there was the one from the tri pies. So I'm like, this is from Happy from All the tri pies. And did you notice? That I actually did like a little bit of IMDb research. The actress who was delivering, she's like leading the... The tri pies. Yeah. Guy. She was ended up playing Mulan on Once Upon a Time. Oh my gosh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So Jen K is representing the ZBZs here, um, and she and Rusty kind of have a little bit of a moment. You know, there's a spark, right? I think that's pretty clear. Maybe Rusty and his um, polymer science brain doesn't fully grasp it. Um, and after she leaves. Rusty notices that there's a basket for him from a ZVZ secret admirer. Well, this is the first time we've, like, officially met Jen K. Like, she was just the weird pledge. Like, they've never named her. They've mm-hmm. never, like, given her an identity. She just I think was... she was named in the episode before. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Before they were just talking about her, like, armpit hair. Yeah, she went from just, like, having one line an episode to, like, having a full-on scene. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I feel like her and Rusty are pretty evenly matched. Like, you get that yeah, right away. Definitely. I, I also think, um, it was funny that Ben Bennett got a crush basket. Did you notice that? Yes. Oh, I yeah. wrote Ben Bennett and Rusty get a crush basket. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I get Rusty getting a crush basket, but Ben Bennett has done nothing to prove he's worthy <laughs> of a crush basket yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's had... Most of his lines are just him saying his name, really. And putting point. down Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> stressing Rusty out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cappy um, is just kind of witnessing this whole thing as he's getting baskets from other people. Um, and he's also wearing these atrocious capri-length cargo shorts. <laughs> it's, it's offensive. Oh it's God. I think it's the most offensive of the outfits we've been served up so far yeah Cappy leaned hard into like that american eagle male aesthetic like mm-hmm. do you remember that it was like puka shell oh like, yeah long cargo short Hollister. like flat open yes Me open button plaid mm-hmm. <laughs> right and if spencer's gift if he was at the mall and those <laughs> those three stores were also like always next to each other yeah he would have hit all for, three in a row for and then he would have yeah. gone to the food court and got like General Sauce chicken. <laughs> yeah, Panda <laughs> Express. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rusty in his basket, he's giving a shirt to wear at the party, the Vesuvius party, and that's how the ZBZ Secret Admirer is gonna reveal herself to him. They're gonna be wearing matching shirts, and it's this big moment. So he's thrilled, obviously. It consumes his entire brain capacity immediately and all we see with the shirt like we don't see it unveiled yet but it's just so orange yeah like, that's all you see of it and i think kathy says something like you're gonna look like a highlighter or something <laughs> <A> traffic cone <laughs> traffic cone yeah he's really one to pass judgment on outfits yeah so. and kathy's wearing like a do you notice he's wearing like a helmet with a light on it as he's like searching through the <laughs> of course like a minor basket, yeah <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Um, okay, so then we're at the ZBZ house, and Casey is trying on outfits for Ashley to give her advice for what she should wear for um, the Chambers mm-hmm. dinner, and she truly looks like a Delta flight attendant. She did. She does. I actually, I didn't put that together, but now that I'm thinking about it, she's, like, ready for her first day at Delta. She is, specifically. Like, the woman that, when you're being loaded onto the walkway or whatever, <laughs> the big pictures that they have up, that's her. Give her a scarf, like a little handkerchief. Yeah. She's ready to go. <laughs> and it's really a bad look. I thought that they were going to change the look before the dinner. It's that. Well, they're but not going to the dinner yet. I think it's just like a... It's like a tea no, party. It's what she ends up wearing. Right, to like the brunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I thought that... It was so outwardly buttoned up that it was a joke, but that's what she goes with. No, she she committed. And Rebecca is making snarky remarks that are definitely warranted. Right. Accurate. Although, like, Rebecca should not be pointing the finger here when it comes to the outfits to meet the chambers, because later we see her atrocious choice. But whatever, Rebecca. (laughs) Um, and so then Heath and Calvin are hooking up at the Capital House, um, and Calvin gets really weird when Keith, oh, is it Heath or it's, Keith? It's Heath. It's Heath, but I do understand the confusion, because sometimes I hear Keith. No, yeah. Okay, I've been calling him Keith, so sorry for all the episodes where I've been calling him Keith. 
Oh, I never noticed. It, it sounds the same. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so Calvin just gets kind of standoffish, and he's still leaving through the window. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, yeah, I'm not going to show anyone this. I'm still going to hide. Yeah, so he's like not really that into the idea of a real date. Yeah, yeah. just kind of heartbreaking. And Keith is like, it's down bad for Calvin. Like he yeah. here clearly is very into Calvin, and Calvin's not not like reciprocating. Yeah, or at least seemingly. Yeah, that's like such a hurtful, such a hurtful thing to hear that yeah. from someone. Yeah. yeah, we get weird about. <laughs> do you want to go get coffee? Uh, all, all <laughs> leaves through a window. Really uncomfortable. <laughs> Throws a ladder down. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Um, Okay, so then the the brunch with the chambers is happening, and at first I didn't realize it, but then it's happening at the ZBZ yes, house, which is so weird. I said, is so this weird. the ZBZ house? Exclamation point, question mark. Yes, it's so... Who is serving them? Who is... Like, the pledges? What is going on? Yeah, this very important family is just, meanwhile, having a tea in, like, the middle of this sorority house. You're telling right. me there's no, like, nice restaurant in Ohio you could take them to? Like, yeah, like off campus. The, the Ohioan Four Seasons? It, it, I was just going to say... The Ohio Ritz, perhaps? Yeah. Anywhere else, truly. The ZBZ house. Not even... It would make almost more sense if it were at the Mega Kai house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it at the ZBZ house? It's so strange. But so, anyway, Casey is laying it on thick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, guess who walks in? Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> it becomes very clear to the parents immediately who this is, Senator Logan's daughter, and they're kind of frothing at the mouth. Yeah, but... and Rebecca is so good at being really subtly condescending to Casey. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, that's why you were trying on all these clothes. Mm-hmm. She is so sneaky in this scene, and it's like, this is this is why I love Rebecca, because she plants a seed here that like only someone who has done their homework could plant and yeah. I, I'm loving that for her well she says she brings up the failed IT deal and at first you're like oh my god Casey, she yeah. didn't know yeah. and Casey's like excited about it she's I was smart. excited too yeah Casey's like oh she didn't know that that didn't go through but then we hear that Evan's dad says it didn't go through because of some kind of like government oversight because it would have been like a monopoly situation and we realize that Rebecca has said this because her dad is a senator. And she said, oh, too bad we didn't meet before. My dad might have been able to help you out with that. Yeah, she's going to leverage her so she, connections. Exactly. She was using this to be like, we can help each other out here. Yeah, and I wrote that Rebecca so effortlessly accomplishes the vibe that Casey's trying so hard to right. go for. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a politician's daughter. And also, when she was making side remarks to Casey, she says... I'm so surprised you didn't know you were coming today. Casey and I share everything when it comes to Evan. Ooh, oh, it's so yeah. gross. Also, did you notice that Evan's dad has been in so many movies I, playing the dad? He plays yes. the asshole dad in every movie. We, Aaron and I just watched the original Cinderella story last weekend. Yes, isn't he? Um, and he oh, is him. He is Chad Michael Murray's mean dad. Like the football in, coach. <laughs> yes. He's also in Raising Helen and Smart House. Oh my god. Smart house dad? He's the smart house dad. The one who makes, like, he, remember he falls in love with the woman who's creating the house. (laughs) He falls in love with, like, Pam. No, he falls in love with the woman who creates Pam. Oh. And then his kids are so upset because, like, their mom just died. 
So he really that movie is dark. He's good at playing kind of like a dismissive dad. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. he knows his like his character, and he goes. Oh for yeah, it. I mean, his character is the same as it was in the Cinderella story. Truly, like I'm waiting for Evan to utter the the same line that uh, that Chad Michael Murray did. You're giving away your dream, Austin. I know, no, Dad. I mean, giving up yours. Yeah, I would recognize this man if I saw him. Like, probably more so than some actually like really famous, successful actors. What would you say? Like, oh my God, Smart House Dad and Dad from Greek, and also a Cinderella story. One. I think I'd have to show him the podcast. I'd be like, so you were Evan Chambers' father, Mr. Chambers. Mr. Chambers Chambers International. It's an honor. I'm so sorry about the tech company. Pesky government oversights. <laughs> that brunch kind of wraps up. Casey's a little bit miffed about Rebecca being there at all. And then we're back at the Capitol house where Vesuvius is revealed. There's much fanfare. Um, and then it gets plugged in and it's broken. And they say this is worse than the Abdul's debacle in 05, which of course is Beaver's fault. Our favorite himbo, who's also wearing an I Heart Mom, I Heart Hot Mom shirt. <laughs> For, well, it, it doesn't get addressed. He's no, just wearing it. It's just very beaver. It fits his character. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I wrote down, they're such a ragtag bunch, and I love them. Like, you, like you've they said, really I think you said a couple episodes ago, like, they themselves are, like, an animated character. Like, yeah. Like, the Capitals in general are just, like, this, like, fun character, a group and it's hilarious to watch. Like, all their reactions are exactly the same. Don't know who any of them are, but they just all have the same facial expressions. Yeah. Like, they're so bummed about this fake volcano. But, of course, what does Rusty love if not a task that no one has assigned to him? Um, and he's determined to fix this volcano. He's mm-hmm. thinking, how hard can this be? And he also wants to be the hero. I think he's kind of gotten a taste of, like... Being the hero for these brothers with the floor hockey and whatever else he's done. Yeah. Um, And so he's up for the task. Yeah, he swoops in to to save the day. So then um, back at ZBZ, uh, Ashley is like gassing Casey up. They're going to go get a dress for her to go to this dinner to honor Evan Chambers' dad so that he can like for donating the building. And, um, they're just, like, they're, they're ready for this. Like, Ash, or Casey's kind of, like, venting about Rebecca, I think, like, storming in on the brunch. But mm-hmm. Ashley's like, it's okay. We'll fix this. We'll get a great dress. Yeah, Don't she's hyping her up. Yeah. She's psyched out. Yeah. Yeah. And Casey kind of then comes to that realization where she's like, I'm Casey Cartwright. Parents love me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Parents love me. Um, so then Calvin is mad about like Heath trying to take their relationship further and he's talking to Rusty about it but Rusty's talking about the volcano like it's another one of those conversations where they're talking about completely different things Mm -hmm. with one another kind of having the same conversation so then um Calvin and Rusty are walking in front of the science building and they see Dale and these other like science people who are protesting and that's when we find out about this like module device and the module device, like, is supposedly commissioned by the Department of Defense to create weather patterns, and the school wants to destroy it. Like, there's all this lore about this module, and Dale is explaining it. Rusty knows what it is. Like, he's clued in. So there's definitely been, like, 
like this has been discussed before amongst their peers, but they're trying to save this device from being destroyed. Calvin and Rusty aren't very interested in this. Yes, and it's re- very reminiscent of the weather module in the Ultimate Christmas Present. Yes, a Disney Amazing. Channel original classic. <laughs> <laughs> Just like um, Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> Disney Channel classic movies yes. starring Brenda Song and another actress who was also in ER. Oh. oh Haley wow. Hirsch. How do I know that? Whoa, that came from the depths of your The depths of my soul. Let's get her on the pod. (laughs) Haley Hirsch, if you're listening, you're welcome to come on our pod. And Brenda. Later when we see the module, it looks like the ultimate Christmas present module. Like, (laughs) they look the same. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that one was built by Santa, but... (laughs) (laughs) But it's likely. (laughs) As a gift to Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I remember the plot because I watched it pretty recently. We remember a lot about this movie. (laughs) We'll review it on our Patreon. Yes. When we have one. (laughs) Um, so they're talking to Dale and like the Rusty brings up the Vesuvius party and Dale calls the party a salon of sin. He has the best one liners about just like fraternity life in general. Like he, they always hit. They're always funny. They're perfect. I love Dale. Dale is like very clever. Yeah. He doesn't try to be, but he is. He brings so much to the show in Truly. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Rusty doesn't appreciate it, but it's. And we see this later. Okay, whatever. You know what? I'm not going to get into it, but... We'll get there. But Dale's, Dale's an integral part of their friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at Dobbler's, Rusty and Calvin, they're trying to figure out who gave Rusty the crush basket. Like, they're sitting there, and they're kind of, like, discussing who it could be, and really there are no prospects. And then Jen K pops up, and she's just, like, a disaster. Like, she's, like, a little walking pink tornado like she just like spills things she like just talks too much like she's just kind of like babbly and rusty's like mean yeah she well she's supposed to drink on him and the interaction ends when she's yeah and he's yeah he's getting up and she spills it on his crotch yeah he kind of yells at her though in a way that feels actually really like hurtful and mean i mean it's so embarrassing to spill something like just in general especially on someone and then have them yell at you when you try to help and you know and to be rusty and be yelling at a beautiful girl yeah who's being nothing but kind and supportive and he's so pressed about talking to her at all like he's annoyed that she's even there before she spills anything and she's adorable she's also what who does rusty think he is that's what yeah. I'm saying. Why? And he's so focused on figuring out who his crush basket is that he can't even talk to, he can't even be a hu- decent human being to somebody. Yeah, I think that's where the writers were so good on this show is that they make him definitely like a flawed, like everybody has their flaws and yeah. they're really not hiding that from anyone. Yeah. Like he clearly, now that he's wrapped up in this uh, fraternity world, mm-hmm. he's all of a sudden has this kind of status about him that he wants to uphold. And yeah, totally. Yeah. It's something that I think maybe Dale could have warned him about. And did. And the ego. And mm, did, for sure. He flew too close to the sun. He did. And he got a drink spilled on his crotch. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, so Rusty runs away from Jen Kay and just like kind of leaves her there. He's just he's just not very nice to her. But then we go to the Capitao house and a police is he a police officer or is he like a like a public safety campus police? I think he's probably more of like a campus police, but he's wearing like a police officer uniform kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he a, knocks... a law enforcement figure shows up. Right. He shows up at the Capitao house and he says that he needs the fraternity's noise permit for their Vesuvius party. Obviously, they don't have one. It's clear that Cappy had some kind of relationship with the last public safety officer. He's like, oh, can't this be like so-and-so? Like, you come in, we have a beer. Like, where is he, by the way? And this new guy is like, um, rehab. <laughs> I know. It's also funny, too. Like, I remember I was looking at the IMDb yesterday. So the campus cop's name is Huck. Like, I didn't realize he had a name. Maybe he has a name tag, but I just imagine this actor going in and being like, hi, I'm auditioning for Huck. <laughs> of course they would give the public safety officer who has one line a name and not um, the Lisa Lawson <laughs> In the first episode, she's just nameless. She's who has, just, like, an entire scene around her. Yeah, she's just the girl who was spit on in episode one. <laughs> she's hot girl. Um, right. So, so this office, Officer Huck tells Cappy, well, you can still get a permit if you get it from Gladys at the events office. And so Cappy's like, oh my gosh, I gotta go see Gladys. So it's clear he and Gladys have some kind of history. He says, bring me my cougar sack. <laughs> so we know shit's about to go down. Yeah, no. he, he plans to woo her. He's wincing at the idea of it, but he knows what he has to do. Um, so then we go to ZBZ, and Evan's, like, sitting on the couch, and he's super anxious, like, having a panic attack, and Casey comes down the stairs in her new dress, which, like, looks like it's from, like, gosh, what was that store? Not Delia's. But there was that store that was so popular for like people's like home Dillard's. Mm. Dillard's, yeah, it's, it's very a Dillard's, Dillard's dress. It's a Dillard's dress. Anyway, she comes down the stairs in her new dress, and Evan tells her that she can't come to the dinner because his parents invited some quote big wig asset, and that they need her ticket for this person. And it immediately feels like it's Rebecca or her dad. Like right, it, it's very obvious the tension. The caginess of Evan. Yeah. He's so cagey, and he's so bad at being cagey. He's skittish. Like, he looks like he could yeah. crumble at any point. I right. do feel like Casey handles this really well. Like, she, she's obviously a little hurt. Like she's right. in the dress. But she mm-hmm. um, she does handle it, like, in a really professional way. He's so, like, weirdly gaslighty to her in this moment, too. Like, he's, like... You understand, though, right? Like, it's just business. Like, you have to understand that. Like, you you get that. And she's like, yeah, I guess I get it. I mean, it's still embarrassing, you know? And also, if her his parents are supposed to be these socialites and people who are so mm-hmm. proper and only PBS, that's such a rude thing to do to somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you'd think they'd have extra tickets considering they donated the building. Yeah, it's they his can't party. One more. Yeah. yeah, so she's obviously upset. Evan doesn't get that though. She's like, oh, I'm fine. And he's like, again, Evan, the empath. He's like, okay, great. Thanks. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> so he leaves. Um, and then Rusty is in his dorm room and he's like trying to figure out how to, how to fix Vesuvius. But all of the directions for this volcano are written in either poetry bra sizes or drawings of different types of monkeys 
Yeah. And haikus so, lists of girls. <laughs> so he's trying to like decipher Egyptian Joe's directions for Vesuvius and he is not having any luck. And of course Rusty is somehow making this all about how he's never able to get a girlfriend and he's really just self-fulfilling a prophecy at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. If there's one thing Rusty's going to do is he's going to make it about himself somehow he really truly believes too if he puts in the work he can accomplish anything and that's just not necessarily true for finding a girlfriend and even though he doesn't even really need to put in any work because jen k is being so sweet and approaching him and he's actively putting in the work to ignore her but i digress yeah and then dale um dale asked rusty to like put that aside and come and have like a sit-in to save this module. But again, Rusty, who... he is Rusty is the center of his universe. Mm-hmm. Rebuffs Dale as well. Yeah. Vesuvius and is more important. Dale makes it clear. He says he hopes to see him there. Mm-hmm. Trying to kind of appeal to his pathos a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So Rusty goes to see... Oh, he has some kind of breakthrough. Like, Rusty's sitting there, and, like, we see, like, a let go on in his brain. Like, he's figured it out. Yeah. And he rushes to ZBZ, knocks on the door, and Jen K answers, and he asks to borrow Casey's car, but Casey isn't there. So Jen K is like, I'll drive you. And Rusty's still mean to her. Like, she's offering to do him a huge favor. She's no questions asked. Like, I'll drive you for whatever you need, and he's still rude. He's so, so hesitant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's acting like it's the worst thing in the world. Like, he really has to consider if it's <laughs> worth it. Also, I have written down, in quotes, crunchy little bite of God with no context. Does anybody know? No idea. What that could be? Mm-mm. I don't know what that's referring to. Nope. Crunchy little bite of God. It's Maybe it's referring to Jen K's necklace, like the little bow. <laughs> oh, it probably is that. <laughs> Interesting. Um... One okay. of the mysteries of the world. Well, maybe we'll decipher that at some other point. Yeah. Maybe it's um, one of the ingre- ingredients, instructions in the manual. Maybe. Oh. Okay, Could that be. does feel like something Egyptian Or joke, something right? Dale would have said about mm, yeah. the module. Oh, crunchy little bite of God. I think he's talking about um, um, communion wafers. Oh. oh. Huh. Okay. Maybe? I don't know. So and drop it in the comments if you know. <laughs> if, you, if you remember what that's referring to, let us know. Yes. So Cappy shows up at Gladys's booth and he's dressed like a Florida retirement homes lost and found bin. Um, in a pastel madras sports <laughs> jacket. Yes. <laughs> and I felt like I could smell the Old Spice through the screen yeah. because he she literally goes, are you wearing Old Spice? And he's like, ultra. Which gives me a headache thinking about it and makes my armpits burn. Yeah. (laughs) She Um, loves it. She loves it. She loves it. Gladys calls him Jazzy. (laughs) There is a connection between Kathy and Gladys. As much as he wants to deny it, there's a spark. Yeah. So he's clearly, like, won her over, and it's obvious they're going to get this permit. So Casey is leaving the ZBZ house to go return her dress, and she's like, regurgitating like the things that Evan has told her to Ashley like telling her like well you know it's just business it's not about me Mm -hmm. we have to invite this person and they walk down the stairs and they see Rebecca trying on a truly hideous dress it has one of those like patent leather belts that like is attached to the dress in the middle 
not giving Dillard's. It's giving Macy's, like that basement part of Macy's that had all the tween clothes. <laughs> and Rebecca is getting ready for the dinner. I mean, the dress yeah. was designed for Kate Hudson, but apparently she didn't have the, quote, goods to fill it out. Cringe. Yeah. Kate Hudson would never wear that. This little <laughs> scene is, is chock full of cringy moments. Did you also hear when Casey says, after this I'm going on a Froyo binge? It's yeah. just sad, like, implying that she's starving herself. I yeah. think my brain blocks some of that out, because I don't remember any of that <laughs> happening. I think I just, my ears shut off, and I choose not to hear it. Um, but I wrote here, I was like, I would have committed a murder. I would have been so mad at Rebecca and at Evan. Mm-hmm. And f- yeah. I mean, we know Rebecca's <laughs> motives. We're not shocked by this. And then, again, with the dishonesty. And acting like... Maybe he'll be able to keep it a secret. Right. It's so obvious. How, it's so dumb that he thinks she would not automatically find out. Well, you would think from the cheating scandal, he would have learned his lesson about honesty, particularly when it relates to Rebecca. Come clean, my dude. Yeah. Anyway, so we move on. Heath and Calvin are having a date, but Ashley shows up. And it's clear she's been invited by Calvin, although Calvin's trying to play it off like she was just like, oh, they just ran into her. But she literally says, you invited me. (laughs) And Heath is just like, what the hell? (laughs) I will say, though, I feel like Ashley would be a fun person to have on a date. You know, like I feel like she'd make it fun. If she knew it was a date. (laughs) Yeah, but poor Ashley. And maybe it was a date with her and her boyfriend. (laughs) Exactly. What's her boyfriend's name again? Brandon. Brandon. Like a double date. Yeah. Yeah, Um, a fun double. So, then Casey, rightfully infuriated, shows up at Evan's beige room again, and she's so mad, which, like, this is when I'm, like, 100% team Casey. Like, mm-hmm. she has every right to be this pissed. She got so humiliated again in front of Rebecca. And she says that it's like he's cheating on her all over again. Yeah. And then he immediately tries to gaslight her, but she's not having it. No. Yeah. He... She goes, you're trying to confuse me. Because he's saying, like, it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 whatever. Bullshit excuse. And she is rebuffing it. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Why are you confusing me? This is... I. It's, like, almost more hurtful than the cheating. Because yeah. it's, like, after the fact and they put all this effort into trying to rebuild and start over and she's giving him so much slack. Right. You know he's trying to gaslight her because he's basically dismissing the way she's feeling about a situation she should be upset about. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I would be upset even if it wasn't Rebecca and then it's this person that you have so much history with. But he tells Casey basically, like, his parents just really want to make this connection with Rebecca's dad and it has nothing to do with Rebecca and him. Like, he did not want her there, but... His parents, like, will do anything for a connection, Which anything for power. Right say for, if you had explained that, like, honestly, I think Casey would have been upset, but probably the same level of upset. Yeah. Like, you could explain to her about your parents, like, need for proximity to power. For and the tech like, company. <laughs> right, yeah. For, for the IT deal. So anyway, Casey is, like, so obviously incredibly hurt. And it's just, like, again, Evan, like, we were... We were almost, like, he was winning us over there, and then yeah. he does something like this. And he says, it'll all be over in a few hours, and she says, that may not be soon enough. So mm-hmm. they kind of leave on an ambiguous note. They do. Is this a deal breaker? Mm. Yeah. I Just mean, might be. One of the many, right? <laughs> so Ashley had, Ashley had a great time on her date with Heath and Calvin <laughs> um, that she didn't know was a date, and she leaves, and as she's leaving, she's like, 
I'm gonna hook you up with some like very cute ZBZs at this Vesuvius party to both of them. And Heath is just like so annoyed at Calvin for having Ashley crash. And he kind of just breaks things off with Calvin. He's like, I'm not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And they, they leave also on ambiguous note. Yeah, because he says he's gonna pass on the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he's basically saying Ashley crashing was not cool. And he's right. And Calvin is kind of. Just being, like, a fuckboy about it. Yeah. Imagine inviting someone to a first date. Like, that's really messed up. It's really messed really up. really messed up. Especially when they, like, clearly... They have a history. They've spent time together. Like, it's just... It's just awkward and rude. Yeah. Um. So, Rusty is trying to break into the basement of the engineering building. He turns around and Jen K is there. She's followed him in. And he tells her that they're going to steal the module and they're going to use it to power Vesuvius. But not before he is mean, mm-hmm. loses a chance to be mean to her again. Uh, yeah. yeah, once again bullies her. Yeah. And she's <laughs> just so nice. She's down for the felony. She's like, okay, let's I do know. it. She's like, this is the most fun I've had since getting to this school. And I'm oh. like, girl, how mean are people to you? Like, I know. this guy is not nice to you. Anyway, so they find the module and when they do, it's Dale sleeping in front of the door. Yeah, with his he has a protest sign with him. Right? He's the only person that came to the sit-in, mm. Dale. Um, but they convince Dale to quote commit an act of civil disobedience. <laughs> so they basically spun this like legitimate felony into like Dale's crusade to save this um, piece of science. He says, Rusty, lead me not to temptation. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the actor who plays it. What's the actor's name? Um, he's so funny. He's so good. Like, I'm fully convinced he's Dale. Right. Clark Duke. Clark Duke. He... I love him. He's in... He kills the He's in New actor. Girl, like, in an episode, and he plays a very similar character. I'd love to take a, a look at his portfolio of work. Yeah, he's also in um, some episodes of The Office. Oh, yeah. He says, body by Cheez-It. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... They go into the room, and Dale, like, has an inappropriate relationship with the module. Like, he's, like, so in love with it. He's, like, like speaking to it. Hello, and, pretty like, girl. <laughs> caressing I, it. I hate the way they have you cooped up in this crate. <laughs> so what he yeah. says. Yeah, it's weird. It's very odd. Um, but, you know, Dale has his... Dale has his quirks. So they take the module and like as soon as they pick it up, an alarm goes off. Like I'm not sure what school's basement of an engineering department has this kind of like alarm system, but I guess if it's for the Department of Defense. Yeah, well that they use the budget that didn't go to the gym <laughs> for this <laughs> for alarm the lab. system. Yeah, right, the module. right. So they're dri- they drive away and they pull up out front of the Capitao house. And Dale is, like, starting to freak out about what they've done. And they put, and he calls the Capital. He doesn't know that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. And he says, why are we at this filth palace? <laughs> exactly. I can't let it go in there about the module, he says. Yeah. So he refuses to bring it in. And Rusty is telling Dale that this is his opportunity to convert the brothers of Capital. That he can act as Jesus to go into a place full of sinners and convert them. Mm-hmm. And Dale can't let that opportunity pass him by. Yeah, he wants to walk among the sinners. <laughs> right. So, um, oh gosh, back at ZBZ, Casey is watching Rebecca go to the dinner. She uh, waltzes out, and do you know what? 
She waltzes out without so much as a cardigan. Mm-hmm. In the, and we're months into the school year at this point in Ohio. Strapless dress, waltzes out. Not even a shawl. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, not even a pashmina. Not even. You know it's freezing out there. Yeah. Um, and then Casey, oh my gosh, you just know it's going to be a dark night for Casey. She goes, who's ready to start drinking? Ooh. You know Casey's going to take a turn this episode. Yeah. And you're bracing yourself. So... Back at Capital, then we see Rusty, and he's inside the volcano, and him and Jen K are trying to get him and Dale are trying to get the module hooked up to Vesuvius. Mm-hmm. Back inside the Capital house, Calvin confronts Heath, and he's like trying to apologize, but every time he does that, the like different frat guys keep coming in and interrupting their conversation. But he tells um, Heath that he thought it was just a fling. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought it was casual. Um, but he did realize, like, when he basically broke things off, that he does have feelings for him. Yeah, because he said, like, he was kind of freaked out at first, the thought of being on a date with him, but then he says, what freaked me out more was you blowing me off. Yeah. And they, (laughs) they're going to go back to the party, but then they realize that they won't be able to avoid Ashley trying to hook them up (laughs) with, like, different ZBZs, so they just decide to leave. (laughs) And they go get coffee. (laughs) I know, that's so sweet. It actually sounds like a much better alternative. I know, I really especially like with this movies. Yeah. I really yeah. like them together. I also just feel like Heath is like, Heath knows his worth, and I think Calvin kind of needs somebody like that that feels very confident. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're a great match. Um, and then we cut to Casey rolling into the party. Um, she is super drunk, but very like well-dressed for the party. Like Her outfit is pretty great, considering she hadn't planned to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but a ZBZ, they they always mean business. I, f- I feel like Casey is the kind of, like, sorority girl that has, like, one of those huge buckets of just, like, all of her different costumes. Like, mm-hmm. when you're going to a costume party, you go to Casey and you're like, I'm going to this renaissance-themed party. Like, what do I wear? And she's like, oh, I have three dresses for you to choose from. Yes. Like, she love her and Ashley love a theme. Yeah, this is definitely not her first Vesuvius party. Um, <laughs> and then Ashley arrives and is really upset because she's like, Calvin and Heath totally dissed me. Um, and she's basically telling Casey, she's like, don't think about the wonderful time that Rebecca and Evan are happy- having and all the amazing <laughs> things they're doing at the party. And then um, Casey's like, well, I wasn't thinking about that. Right. Until you reminded well, me. before that happens... Cappy sees Casey at yeah. the party. Ooh, and that's then, right. Oh, lines. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh. Like, even in her coconut bra and hula skirt, he's like taken by her. And he said that she's hitting the hula hooch a little hard. She's <laughs> filling up her like tiki cup with like, oh my it's, God, like that's a brown right. substance. Like, it's like a very disturbing uh, color in this yeah. communal bowl. And she chills. has like a bendy straw. <laughs> right. But yeah, mm. Ashley Ashley starts like pumping her head full of full of unpleasant thoughts of Rebecca and and Evan. Yeah, and then is so is Dale at the party trying to convert brothers? Is yeah, he's talking to Ben Bennett, I oh, think. I think it's gosh. Ben Bennett. It probably, probably. is. And he's spreading the good word. Yes, he's he's telling Ben Bennett a story of I think it's David and Goliath. <laughs> and then he's like Oh, and then David gets stoned, and he's like, no, no, he doesn't get stoned, he throws stones. Like, so, oh my gosh. there's some confusion in Dale's messaging. Um, he's not having much luck. Yeah, and then we see Rusty running into Jen Kay, and he's wearing the 
stupid shirt, which I don't I don't think we noticed in the first scene that it said stupid. Yeah, yeah we just saw that it was orange. Yeah, yeah, so it's a little confusing. Um, and then it looks like they realized the crush basket was not actually for Rusty. And she's trying to tell him, and he's saying, go away, because the admirer doesn't want to see him talking to someone else. Yeah, he's just once again being incredibly rude to Jen Kay. Right. Um, And then we see this random girl appear with, I'm with, like, the arrow. So it was definitely not meant for Rusty. It was meant for Beaver. It was meant for Beaver, which is why it's huge. It's, like, down to Rusty's knees, and it makes a lot of sense. It does say stupid, and Beaver is notoriously yeah. perhaps not the brightest. And she, the mistaken admirer, says, ew, that's not for you. <laughs> yeah, she's also everyone. really mean. Yeah. And so you can kind of see why Rusty might be lashing out to other people, because he's been consistently brought down. Right. And he's really at, like, almost his lowest point until they do the demo for the volcano. Yeah. And they basically set it up saying, like, Rusty, you know, he saved the day, Spitter, came mm-hmm. to the rescue, so we're going to demo the volcano. And it's just so sad because it does not work at all. Mm-hmm. Rusty's so humiliated that he pulls almost like a Sam from Cinderella's story and just yeah, runs yeah. out. He looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. yeah. And he, he left his glass slipper at Vesuvius. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, like, for what it's worth, this party still looks so fun. Yeah. Like, it looks like a great party, but he's just so in his head about everything. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I mean, the Cartwrights, they love, they have a flair for the drama. And they really do. And speaking of Casey, I don't know if I mentioned, Ashley and Casey decide to leave the party and just go straight to the source. To make sure that Skank doesn't get her hooks in your boyfriend. Yikes. Is what Ashley says. Ashley, Ashley, yeah. Ashley. She's loyal. She's loyal. She has terrible ideas. She's a loyal friend. Yeah, and I think Casey's just so drunk that she's willing to try anything. <laughs> Casey would never do this sober. No. Like, Casey is pretty pragmatic. She would never do this. It's yeah. that hula hooch. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we're at the um, donation dinner party, and Rebecca is stuck with this really creepy admiral. The admiral. <laughs> He's tying, he tells her he can tie a cherry stem with his tongue, which is just <laughs> disgusting. And he's like, he's like an old man. Like, it's not even just like he's like in his 40s. Like, this man is mid-80s. Yeah, so it's really clear that Rebecca isn't having the time of her mm-hmm. life, um, and Casey can even see that through the small plant that her and Ashley are hiding in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course, Ashley's phone starts to ring, and it's like some really intense music. Um, in an attempt to turn it off, they completely topple out of the plant. <laughs> and they're coconut bras. Yeah, I'm like, they're still in their Vesuvius outfits. Like, they, that was, I think, what was most shocking to me was that they didn't even think to put, like, on a sweater or... What well, had to be dealt with at that point. Immediately. And it was a hot night. No one's wearing a sweater. Yeah, it almost was like, she should have just asked Rusty to borrow that orange t-shirt. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe fits. Yeah, and, like, I don't... I don't want to completely, um, you know, say anything negative about Evan's mom, but she is so mean to (laughs) Casey here. Like, completely awful. Like, dismisses her as a person. I was just going to say, she disregards her entirely. She doesn't even speak to her. She says to Evan, take care of this. Yeah. And Evan looks disgusted at first, and then after his mom says that, he tells her off. 
Kind of. I mean, he yeah. doesn't completely. He starts to. He says, like, don't talk to her like that. And then she shuts him down again and he shuts up. Yeah, it's not a great look for Evan. It is a complicated situation. I think Casey also realizes in that moment that she's like, I really shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. this Vesuvius outfit. On the ground. But, so it's kind of like one of those situations where, you know, Evan should have stood up for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't. He kind of powers. What parent, even if, like, that parent hates you and later says a bunch of stuff about you to, you know, her son, like, behind your back, in the moment, you'd think she'd try to, like, save face as, you know, a board member of PBS and all of these, you know. They just have no grace. They don't. They, like, you'd think she'd be like, okay, like, time to go, like, in a cold but nice way. Yeah, and you'd then, think you know, she'd know how to cover up a scandal at this exactly, point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She does not. Casey um, and Ashley leave ashamed. I know. It's so sad to see them walk away like that. And then speaking of sad um, <laughs> Cartwrights, we're in like a little corner of the ca- uh, the Capitao house. Yeah, right, right. Rusty's just wallowing, um, like in this little like nook, where <laughs> Jen K approaches him and um, she tells him that she put his name on the crush basket. And he's like, "Why?" And she's like, "It's because I felt bad for you." <laughs> Um, which is not the best thing to say and you know Rusty's even feels worse after saying that but But then she's like it's because you were underappreciated and I'm also underappreciated he's also sitting in this corner of the Capitao house and he literally looks like he's waiting to be picked up from day camp (laughs) like it's exactly like he had a bad day at camp and he's waiting to be picked up he's pouty and it's it's not hot no not that he's really done anything yeah, and she says, do you ever think you might have an unsecret admirer, which is really sweet, and kind of basically explains what's completely obvious to the viewer. It's like, yeah. she spent the entire day with him, she had a great time, mm-hmm. all he's been is just dismissive and rude to her. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she called him out on that, but like, if someone talked to me like that, it's like, why would you even bother, Jen? Well, it's 2007. Right. And um, he says, you like me? And she says, duh. Yeah. He's shocked. And then back outside, Vesuvius is starting to rumble and um, liquid starts to evaporate from all of the cups and like the punch bowl. Um, Everyone's very confused. They're like, what happened to the beer? Um, And then we start to see it kind of, you know, smoke and there's stuff coming out of the volcano and everybody starts freaking out. Um, You know, Rusty's now this legend. And inside the house, Jen K and Rusty are still there. Oh, and they that's think true. it's they think it's Ohio's first earthquake. Oh yeah, she, they think it's an earthquake. She's like the ground is rumbling. Like it might be an earthquake. And he's like they they can't believe it. So they run outside and that's when they see. And it starts to rain and not only is it raining, but it's raining the beer that was evaporated. <laughs> And um, Dale, before he realizes it's beer, is letting the rain wash down on him, and he's saying, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling the rain on his skin. No one else can feel it for him. And then he realizes it's beer, and he starts apologizing to the Lord for letting <laughs> beer on like, him. I gotta go. Runs <laughs> away. Um, and then, like, there's this really passionate makeout scene between Rusty and Jen, which is, like... Just, you know, it's sweet, but it's also like, whoa, okay. Yeah, they go for it. Uh, And they say, I think we tapped Egyptian Joe and then have at it. Yeah, it is kind of cute, though. It's just like, it's really nice to see that moment for Rusty and Jen. These two kind of like, you know, 
underdogs. Yeah, I ship them for sure. Also because I know this this episode isn't rusty. He's no. going through a little bit of a hormonal spike right now, I think. He's just having a moment. But I know that he's going to even out and he's not actually this rude to women. 100%. Because this, this episode leaves me feeling like Jen K deserves better. Right. I do think Jen K matches Rusty's level of earnestness. Like, yeah. she is so thrilled that this volcano worked. Whereas I don't think your average girl would care that much. Right. Totally. And then we cut to sort of um, another spot on campus where Rusty, like, skips down the street. He's, He's so skipping. happy. He's, like, heel clicking on his way down Fraternity Row. I was actually laughing out loud. At I know. Skipping. It was cute. And then, you know, Casey is um, complete opposite. She's sitting on the mm-hmm. side of the curb, you know, in her outfit. Um, honestly, just moping. She's visibly really upset. Rusty runs into her and, you know, he, even though she's visibly upset, goes on to tell her it was the best night of his life. <laughs> yeah. He says it was his best day since Pluto was declared not a planet. He hated Pluto. I know. It was clearly a dwarf planet, he said. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, Casey's like, well, I'm having the worst night of my entire life. Yeah. Um, she tells him about the whole situation with Evan's parents and the dinner. Yeah. Um, and Rusty says she's better off without him. Yeah, he says yeah. that you know she deserves better than Evan, which is a really sweet thing to say. Mm-hmm. Evan is right behind him. Yeah, like, literally as he says that, I was like, Evan, is Evan's just there? I'm like, how did they not notice someone approaching them? <laughs> they were so, you know, in that conversation. But he goes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so Evan appears at just the right time, just the right place, um, and he gives Casey his jacket, which is sweet. Um, but Casey immediately starts apologizing to him. And it's... Fr- well, also, first, Rusty asks Casey if she wants him to stay. To br- and she's like, no. Yeah, she's like, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, and then she immediately starts apologizing to Evan. I know, that that is pretty twisted. But he stops her. Yeah. She apologizes, though, for crashing the party and flashing the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sure the Admiral was... Admiral probably loved He's it. He's skipping down the sidewalk after Rusty, <laughs> thinking <Ew>. about it. <laughs> yeah, but basically then Evan kind of goes on this um, tangent about how all of his life he's done everything it takes to get ahead and his whole life was planned out from the start. Um, but he's willing to take a, quote, detour for Casey. Yeah. He'll go all the way off the map for her. And she says, yeah. I don't want to be a detour. Yeah, which is really fair. It's like, that's actually, like, a really backhanded compliment. It's like, yeah. okay, you're taking... the A detour just, I don't know, sounds kind of like a, you know, a sidestep or something negative. Yeah. And Casey is hardly outside of the world of elitism. Oh, It's not yeah. like him dating her is, like... A princess dating, like, the popper or whatever. Yeah, like, he's really setting it up like that. And it's just this boo-hoo white privilege speech, and Casey is, like, eating it up. It's, and it's such a lukewarm apology, he's in giving, my opinion. Yeah, he's giving his rich kid trauma speech. And the weirdest thing is, it's, this episode ends a little abruptly, where mm-hmm. Casey's like, wait, did you leave the dinner party early for me? And he's like, of course. And then it, she's like... Yay. Yeah, she's like, but what about your parents? Or whatever. Oh, yeah. She's like, 
And then it kind of just, like, ends. And then it ends. Well, they kiss. They have no chemistry. I mean, you see her in a scene talking about punch with Cappy, and you're like, wow, this is electric. And then you see her with Evan on the sidewalk. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. So they end on, you know, good terms. It's kind of, like, happy ending. Um, But I don't know. As a viewer, I felt a little like there was unfinished business. Yeah. It didn't feel, like, I feel like a lot of times it's wrapped up in, like, a really heartfelt bow. But this one was just like, ugh, I, I'm not buying Evan's intentions, and I think she's just forgiving him too easily. Yeah, I think if we were in a place of, like, Evan apologists, we would maybe feel differently, but I feel nothing towards him. So. Yeah, I think I see, it's like, I definitely see him trying, um, but it still feels very contrived in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Winners and losers of the episode? Ooh. Dale's a winner. Dale goes hard for the module. Maybe in an inappropriate way at times, but, you know. I think my winner's Heath. Mm. Not Heath. I love Heath. Heath, I think, really put his needs first in an unselfish way, just in that this is what I'm asking for. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't going to do that, then I'm stepping away. And I think... It was a really healthy step forward for those two. And I really like that dynamic, the way it's playing out in the show. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I do too. Losers are the Chambers. Chambers International, for me. Yeah. Wait, who's your winner? Oh, I'd say my winner is probably Jen K. Yeah. Mm. I Just because she really came full circle this episode from having a couple lines to literally carrying part of the episode. Mm-hmm. And she does a great job with it. Yeah. Your losers are the Chambers. Chambers, Chambers International. Chambers International. The Admiral. The Chambers Foundation. Particularly um, Mrs. Chambers. Yeah. It's just like violently mean. Or that cherry stem. <laughs> Admiral Lewis is a loser for me. Yeah. I honestly, I gotta say, my loser's rusty. I really didn't like his yeah. behavior in this episode. Not a great show. really off-putting. I, I have faith that he's going to redeem himself. You know, I'm not worried about it. But for this episode, for me, it's a no. I'd say so, too. I'd say it's kind of... It felt very childish at the end how he's like, I got what I, I got everything I wanted. Um, and in, along the way, I was a terrible person to someone who cares about me a lot. And now they're in my life supporting me still, even though... And he never do. really apologizes to Jen K for being so dismissive and rude. Well, I don't even think he realizes he needs to. Yeah. yeah. It's the same way that Evan doesn't realize that what he's saying is offensive to Casey. They just don't... He just doesn't even have the critical thinking skills to be like, oh, that wasn't nice of me. Right. It's It's painful. It's a weak showing from the, the men in Casey Cartwright's lives. Mm-hmm. It lives, is. Life in this episode. She does live a lot of lives in this episode. <laughs> that was a good one. That's one of my favorites so far. Yeah, I thought it was a strong one. There's a lot that happens. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us on this fond, fond romp, romp down memory, memory lane. lane. <laughs> um, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, and also major shout out to all of our Reddit community. Um, Thank you so much for your ideas, your input, your comments. Um, Let us know if you have any suggestions. Yeah, we'd love to hear them. Bye. Bye.